Welcome back to another episode of the Startup Therapy Podcast. This is Ryan Rutan from Startups.com, joined by Will Schroeder, my friend, the founder and CEO of Startups.com. Will, startups are all about growing as fast and as furiously as possible, right? They are not. <laughs> they are all about crashing as fast and furiously as possible if we don't uh, actually know where we're supposed to be spending our time and more importantly, our money. And I think right. today we can kind of dispel this myth of let's build everything fast and, and actually build a case for growing slowly. And I know yeah. it's going to sound heretical. Like people are going to be like, what? You know, this is in absurd. Yeah. But I think if we unpack it enough, people are going to be like, you know what? That kind of makes sense. Like even if I'm planning on building this, you know, next Facebook there probably is a pace at which I should be going in order to make good decisions. And I think yes. at, its, at its core, we should be talking about growing at a pace that allows us to make good decisions. All right, so before we get into this next topic, I just want to let you know, what we talk about here is like 1% of the conversation. You know, really this conversation is going on all day long online at groups.startups.com where Ryan and I pretty much talk endlessly with founders about every one of these topics. So if by the end of this discussion, you like the topic and you want to dig into it a little bit more with Ryan and I, just head to groups.startups.com and we'll pick it up from there. Yeah, pace is a word that you're going to hear a whole lot today. So if that triggers you, probably skip to the next episode. <laughs> um, yeah, because this is that's, that's today's episode all about pace and all about how it impacts several different aspects of the business. Well, um, what do you think is the, you know, let's start first with like, why do we feel like we have to grow them so fast? Because I think let's start with that, that, that inner drive that says we have to do this so that we, we start from that emotional center point of like why it is that we feel this way in the first place and then try to find the end of that thread and unravel it from there. I think we're excited. We're optimistic. We haven't yeah. broken anything yet, right? And so at this, at this point, right? Yes. You know, we're the yep. kid on the playground that's just running to every single, you know, a jungle gym piece and being like, oh my God, what could possibly happen if I fall off here? That and, is Jack right now. Yes. <laughs> it's both of our boys. And it's, it's, it's this magical moment. It's great in a lot of ways, but it's dangerous as hell, right? No different than our boys, right? I yes. think- at the early stages where we haven't burned ourselves yet, where we haven't right. fallen off, uh, you know, the metaphorical uh, jungle gym yet, um, we think we've got this idea. A couple of people said they want to buy it. It must be proven. Now all we have to do is just kind of add gas to it. And that's, that's where we kill ourselves. Right. Only, only good things have happened. And they're not very big good things, right? but like nothing's gone wrong yet. And a couple of good things have, have, have happened. And so of course we go back and we change our financial projections to show that those things will continue to just go on forever and ever and ever and grow um, without very much effort. All we have to do is just do more of it and do it faster, right? Well, we don't know any better. That's the problem. Yeah. If it's our first startup, typically- we're looking at, this is all we know. This is all the data we have. You know, we told five people, yeah. they said it was awesome, right? We ran some Google ads against our, um, our, our landing page and, and people said good things. You know, we, we put it on a couple social sites and people said good things. This must mean something, right? So let's right. hit the gas. And I think yes. that's part of it. I think the other part of it that kind of throws us 
is we have this general narrative within the startup world that startups grow big and fast. And so it's venture yes. capital acceleration. It's it's this idea that, you know, we're going to hire a ton of people and, and get big, et cetera. And there's a time and a place for that. Don't get me wrong. You know, yes, this sure. isn't anti-growth or anti-speed. It's anti-growth, anti-speed before you figure it out exactly what you should be growing. And guess what? Right. It takes a minute. It takes a lot right. of minutes. And people <laughs> tend to get that. Now, yeah, if you've just, yeah, if you've seen the, uh, you know, they, they ship all the new cars now completely wrapped in plastic, right? Like yep. they're, they've got this protective covering over all of them. It, it's, it's analogous to jumping in the car, turning it on, figuring out how to put it in gear and going, hey, everything's going really well so far. <laughs> but before peeling the sticker off the windshield, stomping on the accelerator, right? You don't yet know what you don't know, and you're not quite sure where you're headed yet, but you're about to start to go really fast, well, this is where the danger ensues. And to your point, you just can't see it, right? You don't know, and you don't know what all those pitfalls are. And, you know, the, the reality is that, yes, we're super excited in the beginning. And, yes, uh, there's there's things happening. Um, and it can seem very high pace inside the startup. But anybody looking at it from the outside, it, the things the things move glacially at the beginning, right? right? right. It's, it's a series of these tiny little uh, things. They're, they're big lifts internally, right? Like, you know, getting the site live, you know, figuring out our branding, hiring a couple of people, all that stuff. Um, they're huge lifts on the inside and maybe they go well. And so then we, again, we have this, this game we play where we extrapolate that out into the future where all I have to do is copy paste and it always works the same every time uh, ever after. And that's just not true. And again, this is where it gets dangerous depending on the pace. Well, let's talk about that. I, I want to stick with the car analogy. The analogy okay. I would use we like here cars. is, yeah, the analogy I would use here is imagine you're behind the wheel of your car and you're following the center line of the, of the road. And at first, it feels like if you just hit the gas, you'll just get to your destination faster. But what yes. you don't realize is that you're five degrees off the center line to the left. And yep. all you're going to end up doing is running off the road much faster, but because yeah. you stopped on the gas, end up clearing somebody's forest for them. Exactly yeah. right. You don't have the sense for the fact that you're off course because all you're trying right. to do is accelerate a broken assumption, which is that I'm on yep. course. And I think this is this happens all the time to us because we don't give ourselves enough time to start to say, yeah. "Hey, this thing's starting to veer off to the left." Like I don't, <laughs> I don't think we should yeah. continue this course. T t time is an important part of this, but I want to circle back around to that because I think I think that deserves its its own attention in today's episode. I think we really need to talk about like how time factors into this. And obviously, pace and time are, are inextricably linked, but let's talk about like why this acceleration, this early acceleration that you're talking about, really amplifies that mistake. And the analogy uses a perfect one, right? Because if you start off five degrees at the beginning. The longer you go or the faster you go, the further you end up from that midline faster, right? And all of a sudden you are, you are, you are miles away from where you intended to go. Um, and we see it all the time where then founders end up in this place where they're like, this is not what I intended. This is not what I was trying to do. Yep. And then a couple of things happen. We have to do the classic, you know, pivot, which is really just a nice way of saying, I uh, made a wrong turn at Albuquerque um, and now I got to loop back around and this is going to take me lots of time and money. 
Or, uh, you know, worst case scenario, we see people just fold because of this. They're right. like, we're so far off course, we don't have the money, the energy, the emotional fortitude to go back to that point where we got off course and go again. And, and that always makes me super sad because it's so often linked to this exacerbation of the error simply due to acceleration. Right. That kills me because you right. and I can both look at that in hindsight and go, man, if they'd gone a little slower, this probably wouldn't have happened or they would have course corrected way sooner. I think what happens is um, initially we have our idea for our business, whatever it is. And let's just say that early on our conversion rates look good. So we're sending people to our website or whatever your business is. We're, yeah. Our conversion rates look good right? Okay, cool. We're spending some money in Google. We're sending some people to our landing page. Conversion rates look good. Cool. Yep. Like we proved that one, right? Yep. Um, from there, the number of people that bought are buying at an average order of value. That's wonderful, right? It's exactly where we yep. want to be. Also awesome, right? So, so we're right. good on average order value. Next thing, they actually recur. They come back and buy, whether it's a subscription-based business or whether it's just them coming back and, and buying more. Awesome. Oh, life is we, beautiful. We proved yeah. that, right? So we're good, right? No. Here's the thing. The assumption that we're missing is the factor of time. Will they yeah. keep doing it? Let me tell right. you this. Is it repeatable? Right. If someone's done it for two months, you haven't proven shit. Right? No. <laughs> like, no. A, a year, two years is proving an assumption. Proving an assumption in the context of a month or two just means you got lucky. Now, the difference between... Yeah you know, luck and fortune and, and, and actual planning is a factor of time, right? Yes. You, you go to the casino yes. and you bet, you know, all your money and it works. You were luck. You were lucky, right? If, but if you go back to the casino and you keep doing this for a period of two years, you're just good. Right? <laughs> There's yeah, a point right? at which, you know, you're actually, you've got a repeatable process. I only play the slots, so this doesn't really apply. To yeah, me. no, no, you're screwed either way. Um, but yeah. I think that when we consider that the folks that are, that are looking at these assumptions don't understand the factor of time. They're yeah. hitting the gas right away, right? And there's, yep. they're, they're figuring out, okay, well, if it works this well now, it'll work 10x better with, say, 10x more money or, or 10x more resources. Not really. We, we got to take right. our time. And, and that's, that's one of the most rookie mistakes we make early on. It sure is. You know, and I think that part of that was built around this fail-fast narrative People misinterpreted what that meant. Right. Right. That meant make your mistakes and, and make them quickly. It doesn't mean go fast so you can make mistakes, right? Because then you're forcing the function. Right. The idea isn't to make mistakes, right? It's right. not that we want to fail. Um, it's that we want to test the assumptions as early on as we can but at an appropriate pace right? where we learn from those and we can move forward. We can make those adjustments, right? If there's going to be some binary point at which the business is a go or a no-go, good to get there sooner than later. Absolutely. But it doesn't mean go really fast so that you can bust through a whole bunch of mistakes because here's the reality. If you start to go too fast, you will just start to make mistakes. You will make mistakes you otherwise wouldn't have made because you're not giving yourself the time to understand the full context of what's going on, right? Things are moving past, go back to the car analogy, they're flying past so, so, so fast. You can't even read the exit signs at this point. You don't know where you were supposed to turn. You don't know enough about what's happening 
to be able to correctly control and course correct. And right. this is why, and, and again, like you said, like this is going to sound heretical, but like you got to pump the brakes a little bit and be okay with being slow. Yes, fail fast, meaning like get through the failures and then move on. But this doesn't mean go really fast so that you can fail, right? Nobody intended anybody to take that message away from it. And yet that's the interpretation that often gets fed back to me. Like, look, Ryan, we've just raised funds. Uh, We're going to dump a bunch of money into these campaigns. I was like, wait, the ones that we just talked about that you told me aren't performant? Yeah, uh, we just need to fail fast here. (laughs) You read that wrong. (laughs) It's not what they meant. I think the best deals you do are the ones you didn't do. Right. The, yeah, the it's one, often the, the case, man. I mean, we have such a long history, even at startups.com, of having so many opportunities presented to us in so many different ways. Yes. It could have been people we could have hired, could have been campaigns we could have done, companies we could have bought, industries or, or, or products we could have built or gone into. Uh, yeah. And time and time again, the one thing we did really well and very consistently was we pumped the brakes. And we said, you yeah. know what? Let's just give it a second right? Yeah. Just because everybody's running toward that, let's just give it a second and make sure that that's actually where we want to head. And that has saved <laughs> us so many, yeah. so, so many, so many bad decisions. And yet yeah. as founders, we don't do that very well. We don't, we don't pump the brakes very no. well to say, you know, look, no. it's not that we don't want to be aggressive and go after deals. We just don't want to be running into the burning building only to find out it's collapsing as we step in, Right. Right. It's really dangerous. It is. It is. And, and to your point, I think, you know, we've we've said no to so much more than we've said yes to. Absolutely. And it's not that we haven't said yes to a lot. I mean, when you look at what we've done, the number of acquisitions, the products we've built, the brands we've built, um, a lot has happened. Um, but the, the, the number of things we said no to is exponentially higher than that. I mean, right. Had we said yes to everything, you'd, you'd walk into something that looked like a Costco, right? Right. 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 It would be, we've got a lot already, um, but <laughs> the amount of overwhelm that would exist had yeah. we said yes to everything, um, would be insane. Um, right. said differently, we wouldn't have made it this far. Right. We would have become so fractionalized. We'd have become so confused. Um, the, all of the analyses would have become so multivariate that we would have had no way of really understanding what was working and, and what isn't, right? And, and I think that's another, and it's, it's not exactly the same thing as going fast, um, but it's an aspect of it, right. right? And that's when you start to do too many things at the same time, because you can basically look at that as like, okay, if each of these things is only moving at 50 miles an hour but we're doing 10 of them. Collectively, you're moving 500 miles an right, hour. Right, right, right. That becomes the same kind of problem, right? And, and because you don't have, again, with this point in the episode, we're talking about time. We're talking about giving yourself the time to understand. When you start to throw too many things at the wall, you don't have the time to fully understand what the impact of those things was, how they interrelated? Did they did they you know improve things? Did they move things sideways, or did did some of it fail? Are we obscuring failure? Are we obscuring success? Right. One of the other things that happens when you start to move too fast, and I've definitely talked about this recently, and I keep seeing this over and over again. Um, I have probably talked in the last two months a hundred founders around getting their marketing um, ship straightened out. Right. Through our founders groups, I've had so many people reach out and done a ton of one-on-ones. 
and we keep coming back to this, this single narrative around the speed at which they're testing marketing channels and the speed at which they're, they're letting them go. And they're getting false negatives. They're moving too fast in each channel and then they're unable because they're not giving themselves enough time to make the right decision about that channel. And they're moving on and moving on and moving on. And they're looking for the one that just happens to work like a flash fire right from the beginning. I can tell you that doesn't happen very often. I've been trying for a very long time to find it. Um, doesn't exist, right? They take time, they take cultivation, they take effort. Um, and when you're moving 100 miles an hour and jumping from channel to channel to channel, um, it's like changing lanes really fast and assuming you're going to get somewhere sooner. It just doesn't, doesn't really change anything, right? So I think, again, there's so many places this applies. This is the one that I'm seeing a lot right now is that people just aren't giving themselves the time to fully see things through, and that's a huge danger. And again, exacerbated and, and made exponentially worse if you're doing this fast. You know, by the way, I just want to mention if what we're talking about today sounds like the kind of discussion you wish you were having more often, you actually can. You know, we're online all day, every day, working through exactly these types of topics with founders just like you. So any question you would have or maybe some problem you just want to work through, we're here and we love this stuff. And we're easy to find. You know, head over to groups.startups.com and let's just start talking. Right. I, look, early in my career, I've been at this for about 30 years. I, Whoa! Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> early in my career, I thought the way it worked was I try to make good decisions and then I double down and I accelerate those decisions. And that's yep. where I got screwed because I yep. kept thinking that as the CEO, as the leader, what have you, that, that my job was to make good decisions. What I didn't realize is I can't make good decisions. All I can do is make a series of bets and find out yep. which ones become the good decisions. Yes. Big, yep. big difference. Now, yes. I look at it very differently. I just make bets. And, and, and we, all, yep. we talk about this all the time. No idea if they're going to work or not, right? We're going to try this. We're going to try this. We're going to try this. I know because statistically, they're probably going to be wrong. Doesn't necessarily mean I'm bad at my job. It's because that's the nature of a bet. You don't know yes. how it's going to turn out, right? Right. So what I need is just a little bit of time, a little bit yep. of time to figure out if the bet that I made was a good bet. Now, if, if I ignore that, if I completely say, you know what? Of course, it's a good bet. I'm a genius. Yeah. Right. Right. Here's going to happen. Just like you said, I'm going to accelerate my failure. I'm going to make bets that are unproven that I didn't give time to give me feedback to figure out if I should double down on them. Yeah. And all I'm going to do is just get to a failure point faster. Uh, by the way, with as few resources like as I could possibly have. That's the real issue. At that early stage, these things are, are you, you don't have the ability to place a lot of bets, right? Because you just got such limited resources. So right. being clear on the bets and making sure that you're following through on them, i.e. not racing from bet to bet to bet without kind of following through and making sure that you've done everything you can with each one of those bets and understanding why they didn't work before you move on to the next one is so damn important, right? You're at a position in time where you're gonna have the least resources, the least resiliency that your company is ever going to have. It's in its most fragile state, and yet we're gonna treat it like a rocket ship, right? right? Not a great combination. Yeah, I think one of the, one of the examples though 
is when we make a bet, it's actually the right bet. But for whatever reason, we architected it wrong. A good example is staffing. Sure. Right. Let's yep. say that you hire a salesperson to help you know lead your new efforts for your enterprise sales, right? And that person, they go out there, they pitch everybody in the way you thought, with the product that you thought, and it doesn't work out. Now yeah. your assumption is that sales doesn't work for, for what I'm doing. I'm going to have to do online acquisition, et cetera. But what if, crazy thought, what if it was the wrong salesperson? So you replace yeah. them with a the new salesperson. And that salesperson comes in. They also suck. And you're like, look, man, I made this bet. I, I thought like direct sales was going to work. It didn't work. Yeah. You know, on to the next one. What if you missed on a few different things? What if you missed on the fact that the sales cycles were longer than you thought? They were year-long sales cycles, you know, not month-long sales cycles. What if the person we hired, happens all the time, it's just bad at it? A lot of these assumptions not only take time, they take multiple shots for us to get to, right? We need to say, look, I think sales is going to work, but here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to yeah. hire up to three different salespeople, maybe sequentially because I don't have a lot of cash, and I'm going to test, and I'm going to find out whether or not sales works. What I'm not going to do is hire one person one time and base my entire strategy based on how they work out. I'm going to give myself enough time to do a couple yep. different variants of the bet to find out what works. People screw this up all the time. All the time. Because they, they assume that the, whatever the bet was that I made and the way that I made, made it and the, the um, resources that I had at the time is the only way to prove the bet. And the truth is- right. For a lot of stuff, you just need the right combination to actually make that work, whether it's your yep. product development, the people you're hiring, et cetera. And I think we overlook that all the time. I mean, look, you get three strikes in baseball, arguably the slowest sport in the world, right? So if you get three strikes in baseball, the idea that you're going to get everything right in the first try in a startup is pretty ludicrous. I think part of the challenge is, we don't give ourselves enough time as founders in the company to let all our bets play out. What, what we do is we just started yesterday, right? And so Ryan, you yep. and I are just trying to fire through this thing as fast as possible. Maybe we got accepted to an accelerator, an incubator, and they were saying we've got three months to make all the bets uh, work. That's right, a ridiculous right. compressed amount of time. You can't make anything <laughs> yeah. work in three months, right? You can build something, but that has nothing to do with making enough bets and seeing the maturation of your business model through, yeah. which is why most of these things fail after three months. What we want to be able to do is say, look, I have to make lots and lots and lots of bets. Most of them will fail. But what I need is time. Time could be a year, could be two years. I need enough time to play some of these things out so that I've got enough history with the ones right. that worked to know it's repeatable. And right. I think yeah. when we take time out, we screw ourselves. We do. We do. Because it's that repeatability that becomes so important, right? And I, I think that the, go back to when we, we talked about right at the very top of the episode, which is that, you know, we're excited, we're enthusiastic, especially when we start to see some of our bets play out, right? Like there's certain right. things that don't really require any, any luck or skill to have happen, right? Like getting your website. Okay. Yeah. It takes some skill. Obviously you got to have a developer. You got to, you got to know what you're doing, but like getting the website built isn't like it isn't a bet, right? That's just work right. that you do and then it's done. Um, you know, figuring out what that first marketing channel is, figuring out who that first sales hire is, who that first, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, product lead is. Right. Those are bets, 
right? And, and when we see one of those play out, the excitement can get dialed up really quick, right? Yep. Like, I am the best at this ever. I'm going to go do a whole bunch more of this. Right, right. Um, and it's that repeatability piece that we we get caught up in um, and, and get trapped in because it, it it is just not the case, right? It is not the case that simply because it worked once or it worked at a certain size um, that it's going to continue to work forever and ever and ever. Um, right. If that was the case, then scale would be easy. You would simply have to figure out what worked and then just always do more of that, right? Almost everything in your startup is going to have at least plateaus, if not hard ceilings, right? Where there's where tactics or strategy is going to have to change when you get to a certain point, right? And if you're moving too fast, you'll miss that, right? You know, we've done this. I, I, I've done this. I've run right past an acceptable cost per lead because the cost per lead was working really well. Keep adding gas to the fire, keep adding right. gas to the fire, keep adding gas to the fire. And then all of a sudden that cost and that the cost per lead, the, the spend and the cost per lead start to split apart. Right. If you're accelerating that spend too fast, you won't notice it soon enough to, to save yourself the money that you've now wasted simply by buying more and more and more expensive leads. Right. And, and there's, this is just one example of, of thousands where by not giving ourselves that time and assuming that what works at a certain level will just continue to scale off into the future uh, really bites us hard, right? And so, you know, you've got to give yourself the time. You've got to keep revisiting these things and, and not just assume that they will automatically be rinse and repeatable, um, you know, marketing is one of the places we see this happen. Hiring is certainly one of the places where we see this happening. Um, because, you know, we had, you know, one developer and we can move at this pace. So we had two developers and now we're moving twice as fast. Um, so if we had a third developer, we'll move three times as fast, except we forgot about the part where the inefficiency starts to get introduced because right. of the size of the team. Right now that's not a hard stop, but it's a change in the curve. Right. And we have to be moving at a speed where we can see these changes in the curve and we can react to them. Otherwise, we end up digging ourselves into really big and hard to climb out of holes. I agree. And what we don't realize is that all the time that we end up wasting is a lot of money. Oh, right? man. <laughs> because we're ripping through cash, often our own, yeah. yep. during that time. Right. right. And, and it's, it's okay if we happen to make the right bet. And, you know, in the, the money is going to an accretive source, but we usually don't, right? We don't, so right. All we end up doing is ripping through more cash on these broken assumptions. Yes. I see this all the time with startups that are getting their early stage funding. They're like, you know, I need a ton of money in order to increase marketing uh, based right. on our MVP. And I'm like, dude, it takes like two to three years to get yeah. your MVP right, right? Like yep. nobody goes in out of the gates with exactly what product they're supposed to build. It just doesn't right. work that way, right? No, we're we not go making in, hamburgers. Well, you're right, with a concept of where we should be, also, by the way, usually wrong, and <laughs> we, we need some time, right, to get a whole yep. bunch of data so that we can start to shape it, to get the pricing right, to get the marketing strategy right, to get the team right, right? Yeah. All of these things just take a little bit of time for us to figure out. The worst yep. thing we can do and I think this is the, the, the crux of it. The worst thing we can do is three months into our idea, load up on capital, give up a bunch of equity so that we can accelerate all of our bad bets. And the right. worst part is we don't know they're <laughs> bad bets yet. 
We they don't. Are, tell it's me so now painful. Oh, man. I mean, how many of these postmortems have we read, right? Like, it, it, and, it's, and it, it's often a huge part of that narrative, right? Which is that we accelerated a time where we, we thought we knew what we were doing. Um, and it turns out that we didn't, right? And right. we accelerated right. right off the cliff. Right. Um, you know, and, and that's that's one scenario. The other scenario is even without capital, right? You talked about time being money. Like we're, we're burning cash, um, regardless of the source, burning cash hurts. But there's another side to that. When we continue to double down and accelerate on the wrong bets, there's also the opportunity cost of the fact that we haven't gotten to the right bet yet. Right. And that right. hurts just as much and sometimes more. If right. you're working with, and this is probably more for the funded startups than, than, than the unfunded, it depends on how, you know, what, what, your, what your, your runway looks like. But let's assume you're working with a finite runway. Let's assume you've got a burn rate that will eventually outstrip your ability to maintain it. And you've got a hard stop at some point, right? Or you got to raise more cash or something else has to change. You got to make big, bad decisions like cutting most of the team or whatever. Right. We've gone through these disaster scenarios in other episodes. You can go check those out. But in the time in which you've got this finite point in the future and you're burning that cash, you're accelerating towards that point, and you're also not making the bets that will ultimately be the correct ones because you're doubling down and accelerating on the wrong ones, you're essentially signing your death warrant at that point, right? Right. right? So the opportunity cost cannot be forgotten either, right? There's the actual cash cost, which sometimes, you know, is, is, is the most severe consequence you pay. But often the opportunity cost of not getting it right in time means that you're not around long enough to figure that out, right? You're right. gone before you got to the bet that was going to be the one that led you to the promised land. And man, that breaks my heart. You know, we're, we're talking a lot about uh, accelerating marketing, accelerating product, but we yep. didn't talk too much about the cost of accelerating the wrong people. Yes. Right? The, the, yep. the assumption here is that the people that happen to, you know, come together in this merry band of misfits yep. are the right people to accelerate. Right. And right. step back for a second, right? <laughs> and it's like, okay, our quote CFO is the only person that took an accounting course in college, right? Our developer has never shipped a mobile app before in their life, right? Our marketing team has never scaled anything beyond like a thousand dollar a month Google AdWords spend. Let's yep. go all in on this team. Yep. Right. Let's <laughs> like, go. Right. Again, but we don't know any better because this is the only team we've ever built. It's the only team yep. that was willing to work with us. So I right. guess that works. What we need is enough time to see if the team we have sitting around actually scales. You'll find out quickly, trust me, the, the moment you, yeah. you, you try to push a bit. But if we go on this assumption that whatever team I happen to have must be good enough for what I'm trying to do, I guarantee that's wrong. The core point here is that speed and growth and scale, they're all good things, right? At the right time right? When it's responsible to do so. But you've got to take it in a measured way such that the acceleration doesn't become the thing that kills you instead of grows you, right? We all want our startups to grow. We all want to be as big as we can. We all want to make that dent in the universe that we set out to make. We want to make it as big as we can and we want to get there as fast as we can, 
right? The fastest we can is the important part here because there's a lot of startups and I'm not going to name any, but there's an entire graveyard out there filled with startups who accelerated off the edge of a curve that they didn't see coming and couldn't survive the pivot, couldn't pull the resources together to bring it back together, right? So as you think about growing your business, take a beat, give yourself a minute, give yourself permission to take it a little slower and to make sure that you've got the clarity and the time to understand that the bets you're making are paying back or not when it's time to change the direction, when it's time to finally step on that gas, right? It's not always crystal clear, but what's crystal clear to me is that far too many people are trying to accelerate far too soon simply because that's the narrative that's been set. Don't follow the narrative, follow the circumstances, the consequences, and the actual context of your startup company and move at the pace that it's meant to move and that you're meant to lead it at. All right, so that was fun, but let's actually keep this conversation going. You've heard what we think about this, but you know, Ryan and I would really like to hear what you think. And we're online like all day long, pretty much talking about every startup topic you could think of from fundraising to customer acquisition to just really how to get all of this crazy startup stuff out of your head. And there's tons of other founders just like you. They're weighing in on these topics. So you'll get a chance to just hang out and meet some really smart founders. We're also super, super easy to find. You head over to groups.startups.com and let Ryan and I hear what's on your mind. Let's get to know each other a little bit and let's just start having more of these conversations.